Good morning to you. It is Sunday, July 23rd, 10.07. Top of the hour, Dave Schwartz alongside Pete Nigerian, Charlie Weiss with us as well. Good morning to you. It is, uh, I, I guess we should have queued up. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's football <laughs> season uh, officially beginning this week, Pete. Today yeah. uh, at TCO Performance Center, Vikings Rookies Report, and then later this week, the Veterans Report, and we're right into NFL training camp. Uh, we're going to start it off. We're going right to guest. We've got Alec Lewis joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline this morning from The Athletic. I would assume uh, we're joining you early because you have to get ready to sweat it out out there <laughs> at TCO when the rookies report, right? Good morning, Alec. Morning. Thank you guys for having me. Actually, we will not be out there um, until Tuesday. So we, we, uh, that I, I get a couple days to prepare my body. I'm actually down in Florida <laughs> finishing up my uh, training camp preparation for training camp, um, and then I'll be out there. So, uh, yeah, and I, 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 all, all kidding aside, I am like um, – I said this to somebody last week. Like, I am absolutely pumped for this thing to get going. Um, should be very, very fun. Uh, maybe I'm just a young kid who's, who's too naive, but I, I'm, I'm very excited <laughs> for camp to start. When it's 105 on Thursday and you're out at, uh, at practice, you might feel slightly different. You might. Uh, hey, hey, Alec, I'm just curious, uh, the latest on Jordan Addison uh, getting a citation this week. What is, uh, What are they thinking or what is the brass of the Vikings at this point? Uh, c- concerned level of uh, his activity this week uh, without training camp even starting yet? Yeah, I think it's still in the mode where – the day that that I, mean, I believe it was Thursday morning that happened, and the news kind of surfaced Thursday afternoon, and and I think the Vikings said then that they were just kind of in fact-checking mode, gathering facts mode, and then last night Jordan Addison, uh, excuse me, two nights ago, put out a statement saying that he, um, like, is very uh, apologetic for the situation. He said it wouldn't happen again, and, so, and I think just holistically talking to people, it is. I mean, I think. It's still in the moment. Everybody um, is trying to gather the facts. I think um, conversations will continue to be had, um, and then we'll go from there. I, don't, I haven't heard any indication as far as um, anything suspension-oriented or anything like that. Uh, but I, I, Jordan Aston was going to be a talker regardless, just from a uh, playing standpoint. He didn't compete and uh, participate in minicamp, mandatory minicamp, so it, it, for, for a health reason. So there's I mean, this training camp, there's a lot of questions that I think we'll be looking for answers to, and um, there will be a lot about Jordan in general. So, um, yeah, I think it's just a continuously monitoring. Um, and then Quasio Dopamente, Kevin O'Connell, will talk Tuesday, and that will come up, and I think we'll probably iron that out uh, Tuesday. Alec, this is Pete. What Which players are you looking forward to most to just see what they look like in the uniform with the Vikings, some of them younger, maybe even some of the guys that were coming back, like a Brian O'Neill with uh, obviously had an injury. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm just curious, are you looking for McBride at running back or, or who are some of the guys that you're sort of targeting right now that you're looking forward to watching? Yeah, those two guys you mentioned are definitely high on the list. Brian O'Neill, uh, obviously recovering from the partially torn Achilles. And then Dwayne McBride, obviously the seventh-round draft pick, running back who we saw a little bit of minicamp, but I just, I just want to see him in pads and kind of going against other guys. I mean, Lewis Steen is obviously another name that um, I just want to see how he's being used, how how quick and, and explosive he looks. He he looked very good in minicamp, but wasn't 
he wasn't thrust into a lot of scenarios with the number one. So I think how they use him um, is, is an area I'm looking for. And then, I mean, a lot of it, honestly, is, is just defense-oriented. I want to see who on the defensive line is, is playing most of the one snaps. I want to see at linebacker how Brian Osamoa looks. I want to see how they're using Josh Metellus. And then the other cornerbacks, the Caleb Evans, the Andrew Boos, who can fill that position beyond Byron Murphy Jr. And, and give the Vikings a chance to be competitive on the defensive side of the ball. I think all of that I'm really curious about. I mean, I could go on and on to Josh Oliver at tight end. I mean, I want to see how he's being used and, and the run game and what looks the same and what looks different. So um, there's a lot of facets that I think intrigue me, but I think um, I, th- this offense, I have confidence in the defense. I think there's so many question marks. So everything related to that side of the ball is going to be, for me at least, um, that's where my eyes are going to be trained, I think, more than anywhere else. Alec Lewis from The Athletic joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. You can find him on Twitter at Alec underscore Lewis. Does a fantastic job uh, writing for The Athletic. I, I thoroughly enjoy reading your stuff, Alec. The, the, you talked a little bit about the defensive side of the ball, and that means Daniil Hunter. Um, at yeah. this point... This is. There's thoughts that this could get a little ugly. He was not here in the off season. Do you anticipate him being there this week, or and or how close or far away are they to getting a deal done with him? Yeah, I, if I was pegging it right now, I don't anticipate him showing up um, at least for the start. I mean, as I've outlined a lot, um, I just think his side looks at his situation and would like to complete a long-term deal and I think this Vikings front office has shown this offseason that they're not they're they're not really willing to to grant long-term deals for a lot of money unless it is a an elite caliber player and I think this is where and I wrote this a couple weeks ago but it's like this is where this decision is so tough because you look at Daniel Hunter's production over time he has been elite and then you factor in the injuries and 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 missed games and you factor in his age and age curves and it's just such a like here's a guy who has has produced at an elite level but who if you look forward you're not really sure if if that's sustainable if that's going to happen and um so yeah I, I i if i was pegging it right now i wouldn't expect to see him at least early and then i think the more these days and weeks pass the more i think you inch closer to well, what are other teams willing to offer, and are other will are are, are other teams willing to pay Daniel and his camp a long term deal, um, or is there a number that the Vikings can can reach with him that will satisfy he and his camp? I think those questions still exist, and I think it's hard not to think of them in tandem with T.J. Hawkinson, who is also entering the final year of his contract, who is also I think going to be wanting an extension. Um, I expect him to really want to be in Minnesota just from what I've heard. I think he loves loves the culture. I think he is obviously a Midwestern guy. And so um, I, I know we talked we talked a long time ago about Dalvin Cook and when that situation would sort itself out. But I think you're kind of getting to a point over these next few weeks slash months uh, where, where a lot of decisions are going to have to be made that kind of provide indication on the direction of where this thing headed and, and who is being valued most. You know, Alec, for me, for my money, I would say this about Daniil Hunter. If the if the defense is going to look a lot more like it did last year in terms of being more of a 3-4 than a 4-3 defense, 
then the Vikings shouldn't pay him. I, I happen to love the guy. I think Daniil Hunter's unbelievable, and he's just yeah. got to have his hand in the dirt, and that's not what we did last year, and I'm kind of getting the feeling it's not what they're going to do this year. So um, for that reason, I don't think he's worth the money. Now, if you had the defense the way I think it should be, <laughs> I think he'd be worth plenty of that money. So we'll see how that plays out. But I, I'm just kind of curious about your thoughts on – you brought it up anyway, so why not? Uh, Delvin, Cook. Where, where and when is that going to finally occur? Because he is, he is a special running back in my mind. I think he's one of the best in the entire league. Not the best, but one of the very best. So what do you think? I mean, is it why are teams holding off? Is it truly just because running backs are just that much devalued at this point? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's a great chunk of it. And I think um, from the very beginning, Dalvin and his camp have been at <laughs> – I think they've they've wanted a certain amount of money that, as you just kind of said, for running backs in this day and age, it's just not been attainable. I mean, you look at the Saquon Barkley situation, the the Josh Jacobs situation. I mean, these are also elite guys, and and I agree with you. I put Dalvin in that category, but I think um, just right now, the, for what Dalvin and his camp have wanted, it, it it just doesn't match up with what these teams are paying for a guy at that age. Uh, given kind of the age curves of that of players at that position and production at that position, so um, yeah, I, I, I know other teams have been interested. I mean, I talked to an executive a couple weeks ago who there were reports about certain things, and he, this executive is is it works for a team that is definitely interested, but he's like, it's a lot of posturing from his side to try to garner interest, and so I think it that to me was just a clue that like. It's just it, – I just don't think the market is really there. And I, I also go back to something you said about Daniil. Like, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I, I had a conversation with Brandon Thorne, who's, who's an analyst, and he really uh, scouts uh, defensive linemen and, and edge rusher position. And, and he's like, Daniil is, is a top ten edge rusher in the league. And I, it's so hard to find those guys that to think about the Vikings moving on from one is really – Difficult, but I, I I really do think, and I've said this often, but Brian Flores, one of the benefits of what he can do as an offensive coordinator is generate pressure, um, unblock pressure, generate quick pressure through scheme. And so I think that's where it gets into the, the, the numbers of, like, what does Daniil Hunter at his cost, uh, what is the value of that uh, when, you, when you think about the overall uh, capability of Brian Flores and generating pressure? So... Um, it's, it's a fascinating equation. It's not a position that I get paid enough to answer. That's why Kweisi Adofa hopefully gets paid a lot more than I do. Um, but, yeah, it's, um, it's, it'll be a fascinating one for sure. Uh, Alec, thank you so very much. Make sure you hydrate this week. Uh, sunscreen <laughs> is key. Bucket hats are great for camp. And uh, me personally, I always used to like to bring two shirts because you'll sweat through one in the morning. And then you want another one for the afternoon. So, so just make sure you're, you're nice and prepared. No, I appreciate it. That's why I've been down in Florida. Like, I was on, the, on, a, on a soccer field uh, Thursday. No, no, no. You guys think I'm kidding. I swear. I was on a, uh, I was on a soccer field Thursday watching uh, a pretty high-level quarterback swing it for, like, four hours. And I, my head felt like it was, like, leaving my body. It was that hot. And, oh, it was, and I, I, I'm – I'm still sunburnt from it, but it's been good preparation, and I, I feel I feel as if I am primed and ready to go um, from a preparation standpoint. So, journalism um, heat, I, ac- yeah, yeah, journalism <laughs> heat acclimation drills by Alec Lewis. <laughs> I can see the column coming now. Thanks, buddy. You always always appreciate it, man. Thanks, Alec. <laughs> no problem. You guys always enjoy it.
Thanks, Alec. Alec Lewis from The Athletic. By the way, great article uh, that he had this week on his thoughts on the quarterback series on Netflix, which we'll talk about uh, in, in just a little bit. We'll take a quick break, come back. Actually, we will t- we'll talk about that. We're, gonna go, we're going all football the whole hour. Yes. We're talking TV. We're talking Gophers. We're talking Vikings. We'll talk all of it. We will continue to talk it. You're listening to The Huddle on 830 WCCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 